tune in this afternoon from about from after five thirty for that. Great. Hey, well, my guest today is a bit of a hero to me. It's because of him and his incredible team that I get to swoop and zoom through the beautiful Brooklyn bush on my mountain bike relatively safely. They are the BTBs, that is the Brooklyn Trail Builders. And on Sunday, I got to see them at their weekly gathering as they worked on building Pole Hill Reserve's newest track. Passion, commitment, camaraderie, mud, sausages and beer. Rob Lee is here to tell us all about the Brooklyn Trail Builders. Welcome, Rob. Thank you, Ruth, and thank you for having me on your show tonight. It's it, great to be here. It's a pleasure. Hey, what is the Brooklyn Trail Builders? Okay, you make us sound pretty amazing with that introduction. We're, we're, we're pretty normal people, to be honest. Um, we, we are a group of volunteers. Um, there's six of us currently who kind of run the show in as much that we, we govern and organise all the other volunteers. Um, for administrative purposes, we come under the banner of the Wellington Mountain Bike Club. But I want to make it clear that the trails we build are by, by far, far away shared trails for walkers, runners, ramblers, bird watchers, dog walkers and mountain bikers. So amongst the core group of the Brooklyn Trail Builders, we all do those things. We walk, we run, we ride. Our kids do that. Our families do that. Our friends do that. So just want to make it clear that the Brooklyn Trail Builders are about shared trails for the most part, although this new trail that you saw on Sunday and is the last one that we're allowed to build in Pole Hill, certainly in probably my lifetime, uh, that is a mountain bike priority track. And we'll get to the reason for that soon. But uh, yeah, we've uh, we've over time we've built 15 kilometres worth of trail in Pole Hill, um, which is uh, which is pretty cool. And um, yeah. Um, so how and why did the Brooklyn Trail Builders get started? Well, I, I did a bit of research through the week to try and um, determine that, and I, and I know one of our current and longer serving members was scratching around in the dirt in Pole Hill uh, way back before. Um, or longer than 10 years ago. But about 10 years ago, some like-minded people got together and said, let's form a, a more organised group and let's, um, let's build trails in Pole Hill in a more coordinated fashion um, to enable people to um, get out into the green spaces that Wellington has to offer. And that's basically what we do. That, that's our, that's our, what drives us, mm. to get people off the couch and out into the green spaces, and, and Pole Hill is a classic example of that. But you don't only build tracks, do you? you? Your group has a mantra. Tell us about that. Yeah, we do have a very simple mantra, and uh, it's this, um, trails, trees and traps. So obviously we do trails. Um, we also plant trees. And uh, 2018 has in fact been our biggest year for, for tree planting. Uh, we've, we've sputted in more than 3,500 trees this year. And over the past seven years, we've planted 14,000 uh, native trees. So we're bringing the forest back to Pole Hill. Um, and the last part of our mantra is the traps. And that's about keeping um, the predators in the area under control. There's quite, uh, quite a lot of rats, stoats and ferrets uh, in the area. And we're starting to see the bird life spill over from Zealandia, which is, which is incredible. 
um, and they're starting, for example, Tiki Saddleback, they're starting to nest uh, and breed in Pole Hill outside the, the perimeter of the sanctuary fence. But of course, they're a source of food for those predators. So um, Brooklyn Trailbuilders can't take complete um, ownership of the predator control because we work very closely with another group that operates in Pole Hill uh, called the Pole Hill Protectors. And they're a bunch of cool people who um, are guardians of Pole Hill, a bit like us. Mm -hmm. But they're they're into preserving the uh, the bird life and the uh, the tree life and and all the the good things that go on there. Yeah, mm. and it is beautiful there when I'm up biking. The birds are just amazing, aren't they? I think I should just add in because when I had uh, my previous guest from Predator Free Brooklyn on here a few weeks ago, I had to admit that my home trap had been sitting a little bit dormant. But you should just know, everybody, that it currently has been baited and there is, in fact, a dead rat lying in it. <laughs> Alas, the dead rat has been there for a few days because I haven't yet braved going out to find a way to dispose of it. <laughs> However, now I had the pleasure of coming up on Sunday and what an incredible team were there working in the bush. It was beautiful. The sun was shining. The birds were singing. And they are working on this new track. So who are these people? Where do they come from? Okay, so yeah, we, I mean, we are blessed with uh, an amazing group of volunteers who come along to help. Um, Sunday was a beautiful day, so we saw some new people there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and it was great to see so many little kids there with their parents. And, you know, they're, they're the, future of, uh, the future of protecting Pole Hill and hopefully the future of, of trail building around Wellington. But, but people come from a whole range of, of, of backgrounds. And well, they're quite a diverse range of skills, I imagine. What sort of skills are they all bringing? Where are they coming from? They're, they're coming from all over the place. A lot of them are locals. Um, we, had, we had some people there on Sunday who had actually just come from doing some planting over in Miramar, where there's um, some work going on there. So they, had, they, they were double dipping. They were planting trees in, in Miramar and building trail in Pole Hill. Um, I mean, even amongst the Brooklyn Trail Builders ourselves, there's a diverse mix of skills. Um, one of our members um, is uh, he, he writes uh, science fiction in the morning, um, and is I think up to his fourth novel, uh, a few of which I've read. Incredible imagination, um, but also a, a complete uh, tower of strength when he's a trail builder. Um, so that's Kev O'Donnell. <clears throat> Excuse me, Andrew Jackson, another one of our members. He's a he's an industrial designer. Um, Garth Baker owns a research company and he's, he's our tree man. He's responsible for all the trees that get planted into Pole Hill and does an amazing job. Um, just, you know, testament to his work is the 14,000 trees over seven years. Um, Ant Bradshaw, uh, recently more sort of formally joined our team. He's an ex-banker. Um, Craig Starnes, who's probably the, well, definitely the longest serving um, Brooklyn trail builder. Um, he works in government and, and property. Um, I'm a journalist by trade and do uh, freelance project work and uh, whatnot. <laughs> so what qualifies someone then to be a trail builder? What sort of skill or knowledge is useful you know, in building these magnificent tracks? I, I think first and foremost, it's, uh, it's a shared passion like us to get people off, off the couch and into the outdoors, right? Um, more formally, you can actually, I mean, there are professional trail building companies in, in New Zealand. 
Um, and that's their day-to-day job, to build trails all around New Zealand, for, for mountain bikers in particular. That would cost, right? Yes, it does cost a lot of money. Um, and you don't get paid for the work you guys do, do you? Just just blood, sweat and sometimes tears. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, we don't. Um, we're, we're volunteers. You're completely volunteer. We, yeah, we do it for love. And, and, and so do the people who come and help us. You know, they have an interest in the outdoors. They like to ride, run, all those things I mentioned before. So, so they know what makes a good track then? Not necessarily, no. Um, so we will have people come along for the first time who have no idea what's involved, and that's absolutely fine. We'll never turn anybody away from a from a dig. Um, but we, there's plenty of jobs you can do during a dig, and whether it's um, you know dragging uh, trees that have been felled further down into the bush away from the trail, we like to keep a, a tidy work area and want people who come through it to, to have a tidy area. Although, to be fair, when you're on your mountain bike, you don't really notice what's off trail. You, you're focusing on what's in front of you or ahead of you. Um, so amongst our team, there is quite a, quite a, a number of years of, of trail building experience. There are actually international guidelines you can follow for mm. trail building. Um, so when we ride, we the riders ride down those tracks. Mm-hmm. We know that they're not just being built by someone who thinks, "Hey, this would be a good spot to whack a track in," and without any knowledge of how to make a track safe and really rideable. A, a, a good trail, you shouldn't really notice that. You shouldn't really notice features necessarily that have been built. Mm-hmm. I mean, we try and create nice, flowy trails. Um, but but there is actually an art and a science involved. I, I can't claim I'm an expert in either, but some of the guys in our crew are. Um, and I might maybe just talk you through the process of, of what's involved. Yeah, so that yeah. was one of my later questions. You know, what goes into making a good track? Sure. So obviously you've got, you got to have a start point and you've got to have a finish point. Um, and you've also got to be uh, conscious of the other trails in the network and where a trail might, you know, then line up with those those other trails. You don't want them all on top of each other. You want to spread them around um, to give the user a better experience and, and get them into different parts of the reserve. Um, so, so it starts with, like I say, having a start point, a finish point, and then working out the best line to get between those two. And that involves initially um, uh, walking walking the, the area, um, following the natural contours of the of the reserve, because that is your natural track flow and line, more often than not. Uh, and tying little ribbons, little pink ribbons into the trees, which becomes sort of a, a sight line for later. The other thing you can do, depending on the grade of the track, and grades of tracks go from like pretty much one through six. One's beginner, six is pr- nothing I'd want to do. Um, nor, nor recommend to somebody who's not a, a real expert. <laughs> yeah, so pre- the tracks in Brooklyn, what sort of level are they? The generally ones I three, write down. Generally three. Oh, yeah, so, so I'm just a little middling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know, um, there's some little other features in there that if you're more experienced and want to do something a bit uh, a bit more gnarly, you know, you can. Uh, there's one one track in there, Serendipity, which is, um, which is a bit more advanced. I've tried going down Serendipity. <laughs> I crashed. <laughs> I haven't been down it since. Okay, yeah, well, crashing's a good way of learning. Um, and then there's also a a tool you can use like called an an, an inclinometer uh, and that measures tilt and slope so going through an area knowing what sort of grade track you're going to build you use that device to make sure where you're wanting to put the track isn't too steep um, and which would put it above the grade you're wanting to build it at 
And then it's a process of coming back, starting to clear some trees out of the way, um, and and then starting to dig. Um, even though you might have those little pink ribbons in the trees, once you start that process, you can change your mind. And to be honest, you could put five different trail building crews on a hill, and they'd probably probably build a large chunk of it all differently, um, just depending on how they build their experience. The other thing you got to factor in is is the is is the stuff in front of you. Is it you know is it clay? Is it is it soft dirt? Is it rock? You might hit a seam of rock where you've actually got to change your line because it's just too difficult to go through that rock. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And then the likes of Kev and Craig and our crew, they're they're they've got a really good eye. Craig's the master finisher. He'll come through, tidy it all up. You've got to do things like making sure there's proper outslope on the trail so that it's not just a mud fest when it's rained and, and the water settles on the track and puddles. Sometimes you've got to put in drainage, although we try and avoid that. Uh, we want to keep our trails as natural as possible. And we also want to try and build a bit sustainably. You know, if we take out um, young trees or, or ferns or plants or whatever as a result of putting that trail in, we'll certainly look to replant those somewhere else in the reserve because, you know, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So this um, Pole Hill Reserve is a really special, beautiful place. And it's already got a number of tracks through it. So why another track? Why do we need another one? Sure. Okay, so um, it wasn't that long ago that Pole Hill became part of the town belt. Um, it, it's governed, if you will, by the Wellington City Council. Um, it's incredibly close to the CBD. So we get a lot of users popping out before work, during you know lunch times, after work to use it for whatever recreational purpose they want. Um, and, and to a certain extent, it, it has become a victim of its own success, right? It's, there's, hundred, there's thousands and thousands of users per annum in there. I have been down there sometimes, and it has been a bit like a main highway. Sure. <laughs> people coming up, people cycling down, yeah. woo near misses. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there is congestion on, on one track in particular. One of the earlier tracks called Transient, um, it's two-way shared, okay? So that's two-way shared means... Anyone can use it up and down. It's a really fun trail to ride. It's fast, it's flowy, it's, it's you know, it's cool. Um, but there's also walkers or runners coming up, up the trail. Um, and there are some blind corners. And yeah, there, ha there have been a few occasions where there's been plenty of near misses and a few hits. So long story short is that we wanted to take that downhill mountain bike pressure off transient. And the only way we could really do that is to create a new trail. Now, because it's reserve, because it's town belt, because it's governed by council, we needed their permission to do that. And initially, um, it was looking good. And then there was a no. And everyone was pretty amazed by that. So I think in the history of Wellington Trails, the new one we're building right now is probably the most heavily cons publicly consulted piece of trail. I'd, 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 I'd posit even in New Zealand. <laughs> so it went through a process. It was a formal process. We had to follow the process, and that's that's fine. Um, I How mean, long did it take? Oh, gosh, from start to finish, um, I think it was a two-year process, possibly wow. longer, yeah. Um, and we're volunteers, and... 
you know, we, we would like to use our time better elsewhere, but we knew the end game was for everyone's advantage and it made sense for the new trail. And look, I want to thank the council for um, having the wisdom in the end and some specific councillors who, who championed the cause alongside us and the many, many other people out there in, in Wellington land who, who knew it made sense, who also put in submissions and comments in support of it. And at the end of it all, we got the go ahead and we started building in about, we started building the new trail in October last year. And when do you envisage it's going to be finished? How long does it take to build a track? How long is this one going to be? Yeah, okay. So uh, all, all up, it, it'll be 2.7 kilometres long. So it starts up near the Sanctuary Fence Line and, and pops out um, near the, um, the four-wheel drive track, which is the lead into serendipity and, and lower transient. Um, how long is it going to take? Well, the first part of it's finished between the fence line and, and a trail called Highbury Fling, so that's that's open and rideable now. Mm, I've ridden that bit. It's yep. lovely. Yep, that's got a working name only of spuds, um, so-called because we thought we unearthed a spud patch. Um, turns out they weren't spuds. They were... Um, uh, the, the the toxic uh, the bulb off some toxic weed. <laughs> Don't ask me the name. Um, Glad so, you didn't eat them. No, <laughs> no, that's right. And so yeah, we've, that, that's that's joined up, and, and people are riding that and loving it, which is great. Um, we're, we're pretty pretty pleased with that. There's there's further tweaks we'll make to it. You could you could argue that a track's never finished. You can always tweak it. So we're now on to the next bit. Um, we reckon we dig twice a week. Uh, Sundays between two and four during the winter time, and uh, Wednesdays between uh, Wednesday lunch times twelve thirty to one thirty, and that's a much smaller turnout every week. Uh, weather permitting, mm -hmm. there's just some days where it's just you know too rubbish to get out there and not worth it. Um, so to answer your question, we reckon it's probably another year away from being finished, um, and we have a wee equation whereby we reckon to properly build to a finished state, one metre of track takes one hour, and that's not including the ongoing maintenance beyond that. So so what would it take? Like, I want to ride this track. It's going to be gorgeous. I've seen the area it's in. It's lovely. What would it take to have it take half that time to have it be finished? What <laughs> do we need? What do we need? We need, we need a lot more volunteers. Um, Certainly through summer, volunteer numbers increase for the, for the organised digs we have. Um, so a lot, a lot more volunteers. Uh, you could, uh, some, some wonderful benefactor out there might like to pay some people to do it through the week, nine to five, five days a week. That's unlikely. Um, or you could bring in machines. Hey, let's put it out there. Let's be positive. <laughs> Come on, benefactor. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd happily quit work to uh, be paid to do that, yeah, if the price is right. Um, or we could use machines, which obviously churn through the yards. Yes. Now, you told me you don't like to use machines. No, we don't. Why don't you like using machines? And quickly tell me about some of the amazing tools that you do use, because I saw some of these tools. They were weird, marvellous, <laughs> unusual contraptions, yeah. especially for trail building. Sure. Look, yeah, look, it's just, it's just part of who we are and what we do. We don't like to use machinery on, on the trails. Uh, all our trails... Um, a hand built um, that, give, that, that, um, that that gives it a certain quality and, a, and certainly a better um, feng shui for us, you know. 
Um, but yeah, so as a result, we, we have to use some pretty cool, uh, we get to use some pretty cool um, hand tools. Um, we've got uh, one you would have seen on uh, Sunday that I use is called uh, Weapon of Mass Creation. Uh, that's a hand-built tool um, out of Dunedin, WNMC Trail Tools. Give them a plug. Uh, and that's a multi-purpose tool. It's got a, a blade, a rake. Um, uh, it's got a big base on it whereby you can use it to, to tamp the trail down, smash the trail down and, and keep it firm. Uh, and it's got a bottle opener on it. I was just going to say, <laughs> people, one of the tools has a bottle opener on it. Tell us why you need a bottle opener. What happens at four o'clock on a Sunday? <laughs> well, we actually don't need a bottle opener for what happens at four, four o'clock on a Sunday because those are twist tops, okay? So four o'clock on a Sunday, uh, we are very fortunate to have the support of uh, Garage Project, the brewery in uh, Aro Street. And every Sunday, they uh, donate two two-litre bottles of um, their finest product of our choosing because they've got a huge selection. And at four o'clock, we, um, we, we crack up the barbecue with uh, some sausages and, uh, and yeah, and some, some garage project beersies to, uh, to, to reward the volunteers who turn up. And, that, and, that's, and, that, and that's good fun, you know, uh, that the volunteers appreciate it. Um, and it's just a nice way to sort of relax after a couple of hours of hard work, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and, and I saw them, they were working hard. Uh, now, is there a particular one of your core members that you think goes above and beyond the call of duty that should be mentioned? Oh, yeah, I do, and, and, and that's, that's Craig Starnes, who um, we affectionately call the Mayor of Pole Hill. Uh, he's a Brooklyn local, and he's been working on the trails for, for much longer than, than the core group. Well, he's, he's been working on the trails in Pole Hill for more than 10 years, at, at least. Um, he's, a bit, he's a bit coy when you ask him how long exactly. But he will do something on the trail every day if, if he can. He'll do something on the way to work, whether that's um, planting a tree or clearing a puddle or whatever. He often will go and do track work on his lunch hour, then he goes back to work, and then he'll do something on his way home. Um, so, yeah, he's phenomenal. It's, it's even been rumoured, and I'm not... I'm not sure if this is true, but one night when he couldn't sleep, he got up in the middle of the night and did some track work. But yeah, well, he, I appreciate his track work because <laughs> I love riding those tracks. So, uh, what kind of thanks do you get, and also what other support do you get? Is there any other support you get that you want to mention today? Look, yeah, we we, we have uh, we have numerous supporters, and and uh, forgive me if if this list runs on a little, but um, also. Uh, forgive me if I, if I, the listeners out there, if I, if I miss you out. But we do, we are well supported by the Wellington Mountain Bike Club, uh, a local women's cycling group called Revolve. Uh, they are big supporters. They recently um, raised uh, $3,100 for us, which was donated to us. A garage project I've mentioned. Uh, we also get great support from um, corporates such as Transpower and BNZ. The Wellington Marathon Clinic actually donated $10,000 to the build of Clinical. That's why it's called Clinical. It's the link with the, um, with the Marathon Clinic. That track keeps my legs strong, Clinical. <laughs> it's a goodie. It's a great climbing trail, yeah. Uh, Wellington City Council, Dave Halliday, uh, who's our sort of main day-to-day -day interaction, uh, who we have our day-to-day -day interaction with. Uh, the, the, the Ranger, Wellington City Council Ranger in Pole Hill, Rachel McClellan, she's legendary. She comes along, she helps us, she does all she can to help us with, you know, she delivers mulch and 
comes and transplants plants on a Wednesday sometimes, but she's she's really cool. James Duncan from the Dirt Merchants um, Bike Shop in Arrow Street, although he's now running a mobile operation out of a cool new van. And just lastly, um, uh, Clint Brandon, who's the associate principal at Brooklyn Primary School. For the past seven years, he's brought kids up into Pole Hill every year to plant trees, and you know that those those kids are seeing some big trees now. Those first kids that started doing that, so that's awesome. Yeah, so lots of lots of support, and just the general volunteers and people who, you know, there was a dude rode past one of our guys the other day on his bike, kept riding, turned round, came back, gave him twenty bucks, and said, "Look, I don't have the time to help, but hopefully this helps." So that's happened. That happens not regularly, but it's just a nice nice thing, you know. Yeah. So uh, after this track, future plans for the area? Yeah, the immediate focus obviously is on getting uh, the new trail completed. Um, but yeah, we're grand grand vision actually um, into the future, and that is a forty-two kilometre loop from Arrow Street to the south coast, back up um, past the past the Radome, uh, Hawkins Hill, and back to Arrow Valley. And that would be, like I say, a 42k loop incorporating some of the existing trails, but quite a lot of new trail. And that probably would be a machine-built project just because of the terrain and the length of it. But that would give you a 42k off-road loop, which um, it would be a shared track. And I reckon it would be an iconic off-road marathon dist- destination um, that people from all over the world would want to come and do because it's so cool. Um, and that area is known as uh, Tacopaho Reserve, a lot of that area, and that's where um, Capital Kiwi want to reintroduce Kiwi, uh, which is amazing, and we fully support that. And we reckon building trails into that reserve would mean you could do um, predator control to protect those Kiwi um, much easier. Because trails enable access to lay traps and catch those nasties that kill all the wonderful things we want to protect. It just sounds so awesome. So what we need then is a wealthy benefactor to come along to help fund some paid track building and tons more volunteers so we can have this new track built in half the time so we can all start riding it, right? How are these people going to get in touch with you? Okay, look, um, the best way to reach us is via our Facebook page, Brooklyn Trail Builders. Like us, message us. Uh, we always post information about not only what we're doing in Pole Hill, but what others are doing uh, for the benefit of all. Um, and we, we regularly post information about our, our Sunday digs, and we'll let people know if it's off, if the weather's bad. But we generally post when it's on. It's always on on a Sunday, right. 2 to 4. Go to Facebook. That's where right. the people are. And they can just leave a message and get in touch with someone in that way. Yep. It's one of my jobs to, to keep on top of the messages yes. and, and keep the comms going. Because, so. you know, when this wealthy benefactor gets in touch, we don't want to miss that message. You are out there somewhere listening. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, bring it Ro- on. Rob, it's been such a pleasure having you this afternoon. And I would like to say um, from myself and behalf of all the riders, thank you to you and all the people that help build those beautiful tracks. We love riding them. And good luck for this grand vision. Thank, thank you. you very much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to be here. I'm glad you enjoy it. Thanks, Rob. And do you have a song you want to play us out with? Oh, wow. Yeah, look, uh, I've just started listening to a guy, Leon Bridges. And uh, this particular track is called Smooth Sailing, which is uh, smooth sailing is kind of 
kind of apt for what we want to do, right, <laughs> on those tracks. Where you 